five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Flood of rain, Terah idols are on dies, Abraham leaves home. Sarah, Isaac, Brimila, angels visit Akeda, war of kings, salty wife, rescue in Sidon. Yitzhak, Rivka, twins inside, Jacob's birthright, Isaac's blind, stolen blessing, some cried, angels ladder to the sky. Rachel's beauty, Yaakov's hitch, love on my daughter switched, four wives, twelve tribes, near Belechem, Rachel dies. Got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. Color comb, brothers hate, sold to Egypt, head of state. Famine, grain, goblet test, brothers reunite. New king, Jews are slaves, Moshe's born, princess saves. Yitro's daughter's burning bush, Aaron joins the fight. Ten plagues, Jews free, splitting of the Red Sea. Amalek, Torah giving, golden calf, Jews forgiven. Korach, 40 years, Balak, Bilam, Pinchas, Spears. Moshe leaves, Jews grieve, Joshua was the new chief. We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. Jordan River, Jericho, walls fall, chauffeur blow. Voreshim, Shashmua, Saul, David, Stone, Goliath fall. Solomon, temple built, civil war, blood spilled. Eliyahu, Elisha, Yishayahu, hear me up. La, 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 we are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. Mishnah Gemara Karai, Rav Yehuda Hanasi, Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, Balei Tosfot Rashbam, Rambam Sefer Mara, Inquisition Torgamara, Baal Shem Tov Kuzari, Vilna Gon Shabtai Tzvi, Maharal Aibalis, Golem Prang Kabbalis, Chmam Tzkishtat Alek, Haskala Internal Strife. We've got a strong desire, we are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. Hitler, Auschwitz, Holocaust, Crystal Knox, six million lost. Turtle bound for promised land, UN war partition plan. Nuremberg, Ben Gurion, six day war, Moshe Dayan. Golden Mayor, Wall reclaimed, Yom Kippur and Tebi Ray. Olympics, Munich, Athlete shot, Carter, Begin, and Sadat. Iron Curtain, Lebanon, Jaremski, Fira, Moshe, Gone. Choose from Ethiopia, Last Night's Russian Yeshiva. In the final, we won't bow. We 
got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. And when Mashiach comes, we'll go on and 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 on. We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. We've got a strong desire.
J.M. in the A.M. Welcome to a Wednesday on this final day of July 2019, July the 31st, day 28 in the month of Tammuz, the year 5779, Tufshanai and Tess. Via Hafta Zari Goldwag, Schlockrock, had We've Got a Strong Desire. Yehi Hashem from Eli Gerstner, Kol Ish with Yehi Chavod. Yom Shani done by Yossi Rosenberg, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday with 77 degrees, 73% humidity. Winds are south at 2 miles per hour. Afternoon thunderstorms with a high of 88. Then tonight, scattered thunderstorms and a low of 73. Tomorrow, Thursday, partly cloudy, a high of 88 degrees. You shall I'm right now at 92 up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Missora, they're at 64 degrees. We are um, at 77 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Lots going on today. It is a three weeks format Wednesday. And nonetheless, we still have an unbelievably, incredibly packed and interesting show. Maury Litwack's going to join us. We'll talk about uh, STEM education reimbursement allocations from New York State. Uh, Ruth Lichtenstein, who heads Project Witness, they have a major event coming up tonight. We'll talk about that. Uh, tomorrow. On this program, a whole bunch of great guests, but I want to call your attention to Rabbi David Bashevkin. He is expected to be in studio tomorrow here at JM in the AM. And when he is here, you never know what may come up. A whole bunch of topics, no doubt, we will prepare, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Rabbi David Bashevkin, who is uh, one of the most sought-after guests out there, he's our guest Tomorrow morning, just after 8 o'clock here at JM in the AM. And we're certainly looking very, very much forward to that. So there you go. Lots going on today, tomorrow, all through our three weeks format. We have a way of keeping things very, very interesting here at the JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Meanwhile, Barry Weber is next. You're listening to JM in the AM. Yeah. 
נפש אהב הרחמן, משוך עבדך אל רצונך. ירוץ עבדך כמו אייל, ישתחווה אל מול הדריך. יערב לו ידידותיך מנופת צוף וכל טעם. הדור נאה זיו העולם, נפשי חולת אהבתך. אנא כאל נא, הוי רפאנה לה, בהראות לה נועם זיווך. אז תתחזק ותתרפא והייתה לה שמחת עולם. ותיק, ותיק, ימון הרחמך וחוסנה על בין אהוביך. כי זה כמה נכסוף נכספתי לראות מהרה בתפארת עוזך. אלך עמדה חמדה ליבי וחוסנה ואל תתעלם. היגאלה, היגאלה נא ופרוס חביבי עליי את סוכת, את סוכת שלומך. תאיר ארץ מכבודך, נגילה ונשמחה בך. מהר אהוב קיו המועד וחוננו כימי עולם וחוננו כימי עולם אני מאמין באמונה שלמה בביאת המשיח אני מאמין ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחכה לו בכל יום שיבוא ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחכה לו בכל יום שיבוא. <אח> 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 
אני מאמין באמונה שלמה בביאת המשיח אני מאמין ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחר כלו בכל יום שיבוא ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחר כלו בכל יום שיבוא ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחר כלו בכל יום שיבוא. ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחר כלו בכל יום שיבוא. ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחר כלו בכל יום שיבוא.
Ah! 
It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. And unfortunately, we are having difficulties with our with our news from Israel. We will move directly into the 7 o'clock hour at JM in the AM. <laughs>
Oh, no. 
JM in the AM. That is the um, that is the Chabad Choir with Avinu Malkinu. Scharmitz done by Ari Goldwag. He also did Vihin Noam. Hamalach, that was from the vocal version. Oseh Shalom from the Maccabees uh, opened up that set here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning was 77 degrees here in New York. Afternoon thunderstorms and a high temperature of 88. Scattered thunderstorms tonight, low 73. And tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 88 degrees. 92 in Yerushalayim, 64 up in uh, Camp Masora in Guilford, New York. And uh, here in New York, 77 degrees. A shout-out to Atlanta, Georgia. Mazal tov to the Marcus Jewish Community Center of Atlanta for hosting the 2019 Maccabee Games. Maccabi is in Atlanta. They had an amazing opening ceremonies and competition that started on Monday. Special thanks to the donors, volunteers, sponsors, and staff who are making it happen down in Atlanta. And I want to thank listener Ken for updating us regarding what's happening in uh, the uh, state of Georgia with Maccabi uh, in uh, in the 2019 games. And again, a big shout-out to Atlanta, Georgia. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebner Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Tehillim, Umearotzos Kibzom, that Hashem gathers them from the lands, the east, the west, the north, and from the sea. Why is it? that we are highlighting the idea that Hashem gathers us together. The Talmud in Rosh Hashanah says that we always seek to Hashem. However, the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are especially auspicious for us to reach out and to seek Hashem. The Talmud says that actually one can seek out Hashem throughout the entire year. That applies to when a person is praying together with the tzibur, when we include ourselves together with the community. As it says, a person should always involve himself together with the tzibur. The Tamarim Brochus explains that one should always daven on behalf of the entire community. Why? Because when we include ourselves together with the community, we have an extra schus that our prayers are listened to. And that is why Whenever an individual makes a mishaberach, a prayer for a person that is ill, chas we always say, B'soch shar chole Yisrael. The Zerashimshan explains that one should always include their prayers together with the prayers of the tzibor. Then we can understand that we will have our Yeshua, we will have the salvation. That's why it says that Hashem gathers them Hashem knows the miracles that happen on the four corners of the world to Jews all over the world, to good people. And because of that, anyone in the same tzara who's experiencing the same type of challenge, their prayers are brought together. They're unified as one. And that makes the prayer all the more powerful. That's why Dovid HaMelech praises Hashem for gathering together the entire world, for gathering together from so many different places, so many different prayers, and considers them as one. The great tzaddik, Rabbi Chesko Levenstein, was once approached during the Yom Naroyim. The person said to him, Rabbi, I wish you a Shana Tova Masuka, a good and a sweet year. Rabbi Chesko said immediately, please wish it for me, together with Achenu B'nai Yisrael. I want to be included 
in the entire community of Klal Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
JM in the AM. Wednesday, three weeks format. Who'd you just hear? You heard uh, the um, the Chabad Choir with Avino Malkenu a moment ago. And uh, this is Cole Zimra here at JM in the AM. Well, Maury Litwack is with us live via telephone. Uh, Maury, thank God, recently has only had good news for us when joining us here at JM in the AM. He is, um, of course, executive director of the Teach Advocacy Network. He keeps us up to date on what we as a community, when it comes to governmental affairs relating to education, are doing right. And thank God <laughs> that there are a couple of things we've actually done right very recently. Maury Litwack, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's always a pleasure. We always, we always, as the rule goes, we always like to only deliver good news when I'm here. And it's funny because how rare is it uh, that we have the opportunity when it comes to activism to really compliment, you know, our community. I mean, unfortunately, not everybody comes through. Not everybody takes, takes it seriously when we try to get everybody to, you know, leap into action. But when it comes to this stuff with Teach NYS and related matters in New Jersey and other places, it seems that our community finally, thank God, has responded. Now, what prompted this conversation was back uh, less than a week ago, we found out that um, that state, meaning New York State, uh, reimbursement allocations from the New York State Education Department have begun for the first year of the MST STEM teacher reimbursement program. Now, number one, tell us what this means in terms of dollars and cents for the non-public schools, the ones that we're advocating for, and then we'll talk about um, you know how how a, a teacher or a school that has teachers uh, that fit this category can be eligible for these funds. Well, so the reason why this is a really exciting uh, program, and if I if I may say even a cool program, is that there's always been a lot of talk within the community about the what if, and the idea of what if we could get the whole or the secular instruction paid for by the government. Right. And it was tossed around in a lot of discussions about the tuition crisis and a lot of discussions about uh, the issues of funding in our community. And two years ago, uh, we actually passed legislation in Albany uh, to do just that. And uh, the funding that came out last week uh, took a little while to, to get going, uh, but it was extraordinarily exciting. And over 110 yeshivas and day schools in the New York area uh, received the initial funding. Uh, the funding for the state starts at uh, $5 million, so not a huge amount to start with. But what was exciting was is that schools um, and parents were learning um, that this, this funding has actually started and begun and being released by the state. Uh, and you know, in the in the mid midpoint of the summer, uh, people are learning this has become real real uh, in a serious way, and and I think that this is exciting not just because of the the fact that we uh, one of the biggest cost drivers in schools, the cost of actually uh, the teachers uh, has the possibility of being uh, relieved by the state, uh, but this legislation also uh, is really about. Uh, investing in our kids, and that's why I think the state did it, which is that people don't know this, and I've been talking a lot about it, but um, STEM is the future, uh, and, and, and reimbursing teachers for reimbursing schools for the cost of their science, technology, engineering, and math teachers is about investing in the future for New York State, but also should excite parents and grandparents, because at the end of the day, we put this out there yesterday, um, there have been studies that say, say that 15 out of the 20 fastest-growing professions 
uh, in the next you know few decades are going to be all science and math driven, uh, and that you know, the highest paying jobs are science and math driven. And so it's not just about relief uh, for our schools and for our community, but it's also about the fact that it's 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 a literal investment uh, in the quality. Uh, of of yeshiva and day school education. I mean, uh, now again, especially someone like myself who's really not involved in this stuff day to day. I mean, it, it looks to us, and and you sort of confirm this, that we're on the road to all, uh, all may be the wrong word, to many or all of teachers' salaries in the let's say science and math departments and others eventually to be paid by the state of New York. Is, is that the road we're on? Yes, that's, look, that's objective. And if you see the, the trajectory of the, of the program and, and, and the way it's worked, it was $5 million in year one, uh, which was 2017. In 2018, the state of New York put in $15 million for the program. And in uh, April of this year, uh, 2019, they put in $30 million for this program. The total applications for the program this year uh, – we're about $80 million. Uh, obviously, I think that's going to grow significantly, but uh, we, we, our, our plan and the reason why we have over 600 parents and kids and over, over 55 schools who trek to Albany right. is the people in our community really believe this is possible because the people, because this has happened not because of, of, this happened not because of me running around or you know, one or two individual volunteers hap- running around. This happened because people really, really banged doors uh, in Albany, they, they they voted, they raised their voice, they, you know, they did all the things that I've been on the program previously, and you've been you've been very loud and vocal about and saying we've got to do this as a community. That's why this happened. So when other states, you know, when other states in the community listen to this, get excited about it, there's a reason why it happened in New York. It's because people really stepped up and made it happen. And and if you think back, and everybody out there, you got to think back. There was a time when. All of this was deemed impossible. All of this was deemed not even worth the effort to go to Albany, not even worth the effort to open a conversation with our legislators. And look at the place where we've gotten to. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and look, I, I posted on, um, on social media, very, it, went, it went viral, very popular, about the fact that um, when we started this, um, you know, there were voices that basically said it was impossible. There were voices that said that the legislature was never going to support us. There were voices that said that, that um, once the the, fund, the bill was passed, the funding was never going to come out, and on and on and on. And you know, here we are. And, and I think that the, you know, the, I was on the program a couple months back, and we were having a conversation about the reality that security funding and security right. guards used to be something that was never paid for, right. and now it is also. Right. And I think that the the biggest mistake we can make as a community is is we can look at these things. You know, like I think people in the, in other states are looking at this and saying, well, that's New York, and it's a big state. But when we started, people told us, "Why would you bother in New York? If it was possible in New York, someone would have already done it." Yeah. So it's it just it's just that, and that can't be our mentality. Our mentality has to be imagining a world and environment where we can get amazing things done if we actually are engaged in the civic process. I don't know why I'm so curious about this, but for some reason I am. Does this money go straight to the schools, and then they use it to pay their teachers? Are these grants the teachers themselves? How does this work? So this money goes directly to the directly to the um, the schools. The the money obviously is not. I would say it's not nearly any. You know, in the five million dollar pot, um, I don't think any schools are having conversations right now about um, what the money means in terms of uh, of um, you know major offsets. Right. But I think that the the um, we're 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 just we're just in the beginning stages of grappling with the fact that the money is there. Um, but I think that the, what's what's amazing is 
is that we've heard from schools who look at this and say, this is amazing. I know it's coming for the next three years, and now we have to start planning. Um, and, and I think that's where we want to be with this, uh, this type of program. Just to go back to my comments on the front end, which is ultimately speaking, uh, I think the reason why so many volunteers and parents and schools have been involved in this is not just because of the, the, the relief whenever we get a dollar into the system, but also just because of, of the um, of we, we've heard from schools who say, this is amazing, now I can actually build out my STEM lab, right. my STEM program. And by the way, you know, for those who are cynical, and there have been many over the last couple of decades, you've met many of them in Albany, frankly, um, that you know this would just lead to a raise in, in tuition in our community. I think we've gotten to the point, frankly, that you know the schools realize that they've almost tapped out the parents in terms of where we're at in in tuition when it comes to day schools and high schools. So I don't, I don't, I, I think you're right when you say you know schools are looking at this as a way to plan ahead uh, to really enhance the program without raising tuition for the parents. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think I've I've been I don't know if there's anybody who's gone out and done more um, tuition crisis discussions than I have. I mean, I did an entire tour of this about. 18 months ago in, in, in over 50 communities. And I think one of the things that comes up the most frequent is um, the discussion around, um, around spending. And, and I think that the, um, the conclusion that, that was reached is, is that I think we all want an affordable education, but we want, all want an affordable, quality, secure education. Right. And, and I think that the, you know, certainly anybody can take their local school and find a school uh, somewhere else that's half the price. But would they choose to go to that? No, not necessarily, because they want those either horoscopically or, uh, you know, the education-wise or, or for a variety of other reasons. And so I think what's, what's, what government funding can do, and it has done in other countries, is at least give our parents uh, a choice in, in, in options. Right. 100%. And I think, that, I think that's, that's uh, you know, that's a critical part of all this. hundred percent. Very important. Hey, Maury, why is August 1st such an important date? Why is August 1st because such an I, important date? Because I have a note here that any school that wants to hop onto this program, they have till tomorrow to uh, to alert. Am I right? They have till tomorrow to. Basically- you, you know what? This is this is. I'm I'm very happy because my mind went blank when you asked me that question. I thought you had like a surprise <laughs> for me. That's amazing. This is like uh, Knuckles part of the team. Yes, <laughs> August 1st is a very important date because if you're hearing about this for the first time or you're uh, uh, head of a school or involved in a school, you should get in contact with our office. It's teachcoalition.org, teachcoalition.org. You can go to it, and we'll help you out, and you can contact our office or call us or email. And uh, we literally have people standing by uh, to the wee hours. The program has to be submitted by August 1st uh, in the hands in Albany, and we can get going. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a critical date. So anybody who, I mean, I, I don't even know if it's possible at this point. You, you would know better than me. Uh, any principal, head of school that just has not been aware of this or has not acted upon it, they've got to take care of this immediately. They've got to go to teachcoalition.org and set this in motion today. Yes, 100%. I, I think that that's, it's, I, we hope it's not too late. We had calls of people even a little late, like 11 o'clock last night, talking to them about, about this. And, uh, yeah, we definitely encourage it. Uh, um, we, we, we will work as hard as necessary to get every teacher and school in this program as we can. How have your committees in other states, New Jersey, Florida, Maryland, etc., reacted to the New York news? Is New York now at the forefront of this whole thing, or are there still states doing better in terms of helping private schools than we are? Well, we operate within six states, uh, Florida, California, New York, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland. And it's actually funny, by the way, we, had, we opened this uh, this year in 
Ontario and Toronto, which has a you know uh-huh. about twelve thousand yeshiva day school kids, right. uh, because they desperately need help as well. I, I would say that in the states we operate in in, in America, uh, we ninety percent of the yeshiva day school world is represented by those six states, um, and I would say that we've had a focus on really three things at this point. One is is security funding and security guards and getting that up and running. Uh, two is in states like Florida and Pennsylvania in particular, uh, it's been on tax credits, uh, which have been a big relief for the scholarship system. In Pennsylvania, for example, 40% of the kids are on scholarship, uh, I believe, in Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, that's what we're doing. But then in, in the big question people I get asked the most is, well, what are you doing in New Jersey? It's right next to New York, right. and we need some relief in New Jersey. Um, and people will be very, very happy to know um, that we made some amazing strides on trying to trying to get some STEM education in New Jersey. And I'm hoping, you know, to be calling into this uh, program uh, later in the month to deliver that good news. Amazing. I'm telling you, what gets me is that is that years ago, I never thought we'd have these type of conversations. I never thought these things would happen. Uh, by the way, a lot of people in our community, and we don't have to get into the politics of it, but you're certainly familiar with it, a lot of people in our community are not exactly thrilled with the makeup of the state legislature the way it is right now. Is it, though, because of that makeup that we've made such progress, or one has nothing to do with the other? Listen, I think, I think, I think that the, the good politics plan and good politics plan, regardless of whether or not um, who's in office, and I think that um, if this has been a few Ascanim working on this uh, and it had just been me and a couple people I know, I think we would have been in dire straits. Uh, but when you, when you base it based off the community and you base it based off the fact that you need people in Riverdale to operate uh, with their politician, regardless of if the politician's six months in or six years in, and right. you need people, the same, you know, same types of community involvement in Westchester or Long Island or Teaneck or wherever it may be, I think that's, that's how you get things done, and I think that's how we've been able to uh, adapt. So I, I know that people have been uh, fetching, for example, um, in different state legislatures because of the change in makeup of it, uh, but we, we, uh, we, we were very, very proud that in New York, for example, where there were big changes legislatively, uh, we still saw our funding for non-public schools go up uh, by over $50 million. Unbelievable. All things incredible. Uh, what an effort. Maury Litwass, Executive Director of the Teach Advocacy Network. Anybody out there in New York State uh, that has not yet become aware of uh, this news, that the New York State Education Department has just released the reimbursement allocations for the first year of the MST STEM Teacher Reimbursement Program. Uh, if you're a head of school that's not familiar with this and you have teachers that fall in this category, get in touch with teachcoalition.org now because you have till tomorrow to deal with this, uh, and it must be dealt with today. Teachcoalition.org, teachcoalition.org. Dot org. Maury Litwack, keep the good news coming. It's amazing. Every time you come on, we have wonderful things to tell these people out there. Always a pleasure. Looking forward. Appreciate that. Maury Litwack, a lot of amazing efforts going on. He uh, alluded to Askunim. They deserve a lot of credit, those who are involved. Uh, he, of course. And uh, those who um, those who are uh, you know regular folks in New York State who take an interest and uh, act upon the uh, advice of places like teachcoalition.org and the Advocacy Network to get involved, to write letters, to send emails, to go up to Albany, call a vote to everybody, because all together, uh, the collective group has uh, accomplished a great deal, including this latest piece of news. JM in the AM at 8 minutes before 8 o'clock as we continue with the Maccabees. Na, 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 na.
Eretz Yisrael, Achenu Kol Beit Yisrael, Hanisunim Batsara, Batsara Uvashivya, Haomdim Bein Bayam, Uvein Bayabasha. Hamakom Yirachem, Yirachem, Aleyhem, Yotiem, Mitzara, Lirachem. Umeyafela Leora, Umeyashibur, Legeula Hashta, Bagala, Uvizman,
Leif Tahar with Anim Zmirot here at JM in the AM. NCSY comes it with the Maccabees before that. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Oh. 
JM in the AM Wednesday morning. Big shout out to our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. Um, Nefesh Benefesh, in cooperation with the Ministry of Aliyah and Integration, the Jewish Agency, Karen Kayemet, JNF, and the Jewish National Fund USA, welcome 95 new Olim this morning in Israel. The Olim on this uh, Aliyah group flight was comprised of uh, 35 families and singles ranging in ages from 1 to 80. From states including Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Georgia, Quebec, and Texas. Unbelievable. Um, Among the Olim uh, was 80-year-old Ray Nagari, who emigrated with his wife in the 1960s from Iran to the United States. This morning he said after landing, Since my childhood in Iran, my father used to tell me and my seven brothers and sisters stories about the land of Israel. A few years ago, at the age of 77, I found myself deciding... At the time, it finally come to fulfill my dream and create a home for myself in the Jewish state. Never too late to live out your dreams. I am proud and happy to know that despite the years that have gone by, I'm going to be settling, setting up my home in Israel and be able to enjoy living with my brothers and sisters in Israel as we have always dreamt. Whew, unbelievable. So Mazal Tov to the new Olim, and a big shout-out to our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. A couple of reminders. First of all, don't forget on Tisha B'Av, a week from Sunday, the new Springville Jewish Center, which will start their Shacharis on Staten Island at 8.25 in the morning, is going to be presenting an amazing array of speakers. Uh, it'll be a total of seven speakers at the new Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island that we will be sharing at NahumSiegel.com and obviously on the NSN app. All you got to do is tune in. And that'll go from 9.15 until 2 o'clock when they daven mincha. So everybody make sure, if you're on Staten Island, Tishabov Sunday morning, Shacharis is 8.25. Uh, whether you're there or not, starting at 9.15, an array of speakers, great topics, five speeches explaining Kinos, and two with thoughts about Tishabov. All of it at the Nahum Siegel Network, on the NSN app, and NahumSiegel.com. Uh, don't forget the 42nd annual Tisha B'Av Mincha for Israel and Jews in danger around the world, including here in the United States, takes place Tisha B'Av at 2 p.m. at the famed Isaiah Wall opposite the U.N., 1st Avenue and the 43rd Street in Manhattan. It'll be a full Mincha, Torah reading led by Rabbi Stephen Exler of the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale. Bring your Sidor, Talis, and Tefillin. Um, information. 212-663-5784. I've been to this mincha many, many times. It is very inspiring and um, worthwhile. So keep that in mind for Tisha B'Av Day. Uh, also keep in mind that the bake sale to support the Lone Soldier Center happens Thursday, August 8th, and Friday, August 9th at Breezy's Dimples on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Keep that in mind for the week of the uh, nine days. Um, trying to see what else. This coming Sunday at 6.45 p.m., by Dr. Aaron Rakefet Rothkoff will speak at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, 70th Road in Kew Gardens Hills. The topic, how a little Bronx boy inspired the IDF to establish a new approach to soldiers missing in action. Men and women are invited. It's free this Sunday, 6.45, Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. The annual Catskills Nine Days Conference, this time entitled, When Did Honor Thy Children? 
become one of the Ten Commandments, how to instill gratitude and respect in our kids, featuring Dr. David Pelkovitz, Dr. Hindi Klein, who I saw last night, uh, Dr. Faye Zakheim, Dr. Shoshana Friedman, all happening this Tuesday at 1.30 p.m. at the Fallsview Estate Shul up in Fallsburg, New York. Go to unitedtaskforce.com. Again, that is unitedtaskforce.com. Amit's annual Yom Iyun, Day of Learning for Women by Women, is Wednesday, August the 7th, a week from today, starting at 9.30 in the morning at the Sephardic Temple, which is 775 Branch Boulevard in Cedarhurst. The keynote speaker is Razi Chechik, head of school of Manhattan Day School. Her topic, Letters Floating in the Air, the story of the woman who printed the Vilna Talmud. Lunch will follow. Information on meetchildren.org slash yomiyun, on meetchildren.org slash yomiyun. More coming up at JM in the AM. La, 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 la. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday, three weeks format Wednesday. Well, tonight is the premiere of a uh, very important film. Every summer, Project Witness has really spoiled us, frankly, at this point. Every summer, there is some type of landmark event uh, having to do with, uh, obviously, with World War II, but a landmark event having to do with film um, that the Project Witness presents. This time around, it's called In the Footsteps of the Giant, the life and leadership of uh, Harav Michal Bear Weissmandel. Tonight, this film, this movie, is this documentary is premiering tonight, but in addition to that, on Sunday, it's being shown in Muncie, the Five Towns, and Toronto. Monday, it's being shown in Flatbush. Tuesday of next week in Lakewood. Wednesday, a week from today, in Borough Park, the Catskills, and Baltimore. 
and Thursday, August 8th in Chicago. The founder of Project Witness um, is, uh, of course, Mrs. Ruth Lichtenstein, who has been with us before. Mrs. Lichtenstein, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. And uh, Guy Orman, who is the uh, who is the producer and director of the film and has joined us before on these landmark projects. He's with us live via telephone. Guy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be back. Mrs. Lichtenstein, where is this premiere happening tonight? At the Williamsburg Hotel. Uh, we had uh, to relocate uh, to a larger venue due ah. to uh, a very popular, you know, demand. Yeah. yeah, basically because of the size of the crowd that you're expecting. And mm-hmm. uh, and why this? You know, you've you've done a lot of documentaries, and Project Witness has been behind a lot of unbelievable stories, stories where you've really educated us on topics that we did not know about the Shoah. Uh, what led to doing this one, the life and leadership of Rav Michal Bear Weiss Mendel? Um, it uh, has been already seventy-five years uh, since. Uh, the destruction of uh, uh, the remains of the Jewish community in Slovakia. Rabbi Weiss Mandel uh, was a leader. He was a Rosh Yeshiva. He was an underground leader. He was a giant. And we really did not feel that he got enough of a recognition for what he has done. And we do not feel that they younger generation knows enough about him, and there is much to learn from him and from his, you know, life and leadership. I could just imagine the lessons that one can learn from his leadership. Uh, Guy, how long does this take? You're, you're given this assignment, and how many months later is the film complete? Oh, we started last week, and, <laughs> you know, we work by miracles. <laughs> Um, it's a process, you know, it's a process, uh, you know, for sure about a six month process, if not longer sometimes. And of course, one has to suspect that the, that many of the first account, um, uh, stories or testimonies, although of course this is not a trial, but you get my point, uh, that you wish were available at this point in 2019 are not available, right? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's definitely more of a challenge now than it ever has been in terms of getting, uh, you know, good, you know, true testimony about Rabbi Weissmandel, for example. You know, we we have interviews in the film footage going back to 1978 from Cloud Landsman. I don't know if you know the name. Sure the do. Made the, the Shoah the film. famous yeah. film, The Shoah, right. Yeah. So he actually interviewed a lot of people about Rabbi Weissmandel and the working group, and we, we, you know, got permission, and we used a lot of that footage. And we did, um, you know, over the years, we've interviewed people, plus we did, you know, we did some interviews now also. But, yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, first-hand accounts are getting challenging, and uh, you have to work around that, that's for sure. Does Rabbi Weissmandel Guy have living relatives? Yes, he does. Uh, did they, did they help you Did they help you at all in this? Yeah, sure. His, he has a son in, in Muncie who's a Rav, and he was very helpful. Um, in his time and, and giving us, uh, you know, some advice and some, some contacts and, and also some um, never-seen-before uh, video film clips of his father that he got. Uh, Mrs. Lichtenstein, I know it's hard to sum these things up, but 
if you had to take a sentence or two to 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 introduce his story, Rabbi Weissmandel's story to this audience, would it be that he saved Jews? Would he be that he led them during very difficult times? I I know it's very much like all of the above, but how would you sum up what he actually did during the war for our community? I would say that he never stopped trying to save Jewish lives um, from 1938, when very few people realized what is coming up, up till the last moment in uh, the end of the summer of 1944. Wow. And uh, he just did not stop. He worked with Jews from all walks of life. He was, you know, Rosh Hashiva, genius, a genius, you could have called him, uh, you know, in every um, way to describe what the man was. But at the same time, he knew that when time had come and now we have to do something to save Jews, and it was much more than something, he did not stop. So there is a saying about no one is going to judge us after 120 about the results, but they're going to judge us about the Ishtadlus. And he did not stop trying. It's all about the effort. Uh, Mrs. Lichtenstein, how many documentaries has Project Witness uh, released to the public at this point? Um, We have released uh, so far uh, six uh, full length. Wow. And uh, a few more, which are not full length. And uh, like you said at the beginning, it became a kind of a tradition every summer. And I must say that uh, uh, we didn't expect when we were officially established 10 years ago that we will become so relevant. But taking into consideration the very unfortunate fact that we have fewer and fewer survivors around us, taking into consideration the fact that we would like to sweep under the carpet about rise of anti-Semitism, not only in Europe, but in here in America. It just obligates us more and makes our mission stronger. Well said. Gee, when you come across parts of your research that, you know, discuss the blatant and sometimes not so blatant anti-Semitism from Europe of 70 and 80 years ago, does it in fact remind you a bit of some of the things going on here in the U.S.? Um, yeah, in some ways. I mean, obviously it's not exactly the same thing, but it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a wake-up call, I think, of what's happening today. Um, and that, you know, leader, you know, the leadership, again, learning something from a white model and how do we apply that to, to specifically that is through his leadership yeah. and through having your eyes and ears open. And, 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 and like someone in the film said, one of his students said that if you had to sum up who Rabbi Weissmondel was, is, is, is caring about your fellow Jew and doing whatever you need to do to help them. That's how he summarized them. Film is called In the Footsteps of the Giant, The Life and Leadership of Remchol Bear Weissmandel. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Mrs. Ruth Lichtenstein, who's the founder, of course, of Project Witness, Guy Orman, who's the producer-director of the film and has done many of these documentaries uh, brilliantly before. Um, Mrs. Lichtenstein, earlier, and of course I'll go through the schedule one more time, but earlier I mentioned uh, different places where people could see the film after tonight's premiere. 
uh, Muncie, Five Towns, Catskills, etc. Uh, it seems that, um, especially because you're inviting in the in the advertisement, you're inviting inviting boys and girls camps to come and see it. Is this documentary, in fact, for all ages? Yes, I wouldn't uh, say that this is, you know, for 10 years old uh, kids, but definitely for teenagers and definitely for my sister boys and for um, uh, high school girls. And it's uh, really, you know, talking about all walks of life and is uh, suitable for all walks of life. This is extremely important and uh, I must say that it was a kind of a journey um, to not only to walk through his footsteps but all different kind of you know things that we found on the way um, it's amazing it's uh, we didn't expect it so you will ask me what are the surprises uh, there are some, and we will leave it for tonight. Yeah, sounds like there are plenty. Um, after tonight's premiere, Sunday, the uh, the film is being shown in Muncie, the five towns in Far Rockaway and Toronto, Monday in Flatbush, Tuesday in Lakewood, Wednesday next week in Borough Park, the Catskills, as I mentioned, where Rebbitz and Esther Reisman, by the way, for the women, is going to be a special guest speaker in Baltimore as well on Wednesday, and then Thursday of next week in Chicago. Everything you need to know is at projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org. You could see uh, a full-page ads um, on the back and uh, in, inside the Hamodia uh, newspaper and magazine this week, giving you all the dates and all the locations uh, to see this during the nine days. In the footsteps of the giant, the life and leadership of Michal Bear Weissmandel. Mrs. Lichtenstein, a big yashikoch. Uh, people wonder whether your Project Witness has had an effect on people in our community. And I would say adjust, and of course it's been way beyond this, but just the education and the awareness and the, uh, uh, the, um, uh, the inspiration that it's given our young people in our community is amazing. So a big yashikoch what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. No. And Guy Orman, good luck tonight. It's the big premiere. Thank you so much. And uh, and big yeshikoach, because these films, like I say, extremely inspiring and, and for many of us tell us a piece of history that we're just not as familiar with as we think we are. So good luck tonight and the good luck throughout the entire nine days with the film. And thanks so much for joining me Thank this morning. Thank you. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wednesday morning broadcast. More coming up at JM in the AM. La, 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 la.
Wednesday morning broadcast. Uh, Yisrael Schwartz is with us live via telephone. Yisrael Schwartz is the brother-in-law of somebody who um, has become well-known, unfortunately, because of the terrible tragedy that occurred uh, to the worldwide Jewish community. At the same time, he created one of the greatest Kiddush Hashems 
in recent times in the worldwide Jewish community. I refer, of course, to Ruvain Bauman of blessed memory, and our condolences, of course, to his immediate family, his wife and children, and, of course, to his parents who have been part of um, the JM and the AM family for a very, very, very long time. And so many people in this audience know the Baumans from New Jersey, and obviously the world now knows the Baumans uh, because of what occurred. Um, for those of you who are the few who have not been aware of what happened, Rabbi Ruvain Bauman literally went into the uh, water along the beach to save a youngster who was uh, having difficulty and um, ended up saving the young man's life. And uh, unfortunately, because of the way these things sometimes work, with the current, etc., cetera, uh, he lost his own life. You may recall that uh, after this terrible tragedy of the loss, uh, another level of, um, of tragedy and hope uh, started to arise, and that was trying to find Rabbi Reuven Bauman's uh, body, and of course a miraculous occurrence happened toward the beginning of last week when in fact his body was found and he was able to be brought to proper burial. The reason Yisrael Schwartz is with us live via telephone, and I'll welcome him in a moment, he's again the brother-in-law of Rabbi Bauman, is because uh, in addition, I'm sure, that he'll use this opportunity to thank the worldwide Jewish community. In addition to that, there is a fund that has been established for the Bauman family um, that ends in less than three and a half hours. This campaign ends in less than three and a half hours. And if we could do our part, to get them to their goal of $1 million in the next three hours and 25 minutes, that would be amazing. Yisrael Schwartz, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank, thank you very much, Nachum. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I uh, look, uh, to, to you and the entire family, like I said, of course, our condolences. You know that the worldwide Jewish community has felt a tremendous amount of pain and kinship with your family. Uh, in addition, I told you that the prior generation of Baumans have been very close uh, uh, with so many people in the New Jersey Jewish community and beyond, and people who we've mentioned on this program many, many times over the years, uh, like I said, for many, many decades. So there is a, a special connection that we feel as well. Uh, with all this in mind, uh, we now appeal to the worldwide Jewish community after after hearing from them with all their concern, after knowing how much they prayed for your brother-in-law and for your family, we now turn to them one more time to help get this fund to where it needs to be to, uh, uh, to help uh, 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 your, uh, your brother-in-law's wife and children at this very difficult time. Is there an update you can give us regarding the fund and, uh, and how things are doing in terms of reaching the goal? Yeah, so... First of all, I, like you said, I, I really want to take the opportunity publicly, and I know my, my father-in-law, Rabbi Bauman, who is a big, big part of, uh, of course, a, a fan of yours, Nachum, and uh, mentioned when I spoke to him yesterday that uh, he appreciates that you're having me on and he knows that uh, you're thinking of the family. Uh, we, we all feel very, very strongly a, a tremendous sense of gratitude and appreciation to the huge, huge uh, outpouring of support, whether it's volunteers, Tehillim, 
people sent many emails. We got hundreds of emails to the family of Nechama from people in many, many different countries. Recently, I saw someone from Gibraltar send something. Uh, we, we really, really appreciate it. But as you had mentioned, again, this, this charity campaign was specifically started uh, with Rabbanim and with the Bauman family uh, to really help uh, Ruvain's wife and children in this difficult time. And again, uh, you know, hopefully no one have ever has to experience a type of situation like this, but it's, it's, it's very difficult and very hard to, to, to be able to, to move and, and to go on when there's a financial burden. And uh, right now we're, we're getting very, very close to the million dollars. We're Baruch Hashem. We've had many recently big donations of people giving $5,000, another person giving $5,000. The, the amazing thing is people are doing it, so many people are doing it anonymously. And they're coming on, and, and they're not even interested in getting I mean, This is how Ruben lived his life. Ruben was not anyone who knows the Bauman family, really, in general. They, they, I'm, I'm sure anyone that's ever met Rabbi Mark Bauman or any of his children knows these are people that are not interested in getting any attention whatsoever. They're not looking for kavod. They're not the type of people that are that they're very tzniest people. They're the type of people that just want to do the right thing. They want, they want to be Oved Hashem and do the right thing and, and, and do what you're supposed to do. And I think in this situation, again, we see the Kiddush Hashem that was created. We could still be a part of this tremendous Kiddush Hashem. There's still this last opportunity that, that Hashem has opened up for us to help help the family and be a part of it. I mean, there are people that volunteered. There were people that said, this is the last opportunity for those even people that were involved in that, uh, really, please help us reach that goal. I think we're probably somewhere around uh, less than $200,000 away, and uh, we, we expect to get to the goal. We have many, many people still. My brother-in-law, Mordechai Bauman, just shared with me that someone wrote a check for $1,000 in his community. Um, there, there are places you can, you can send checks to. I mean, if right now we could just get everybody to give even a little bit, whatever they can, to help reach this goal, it's a tremendous mitzvah, and you could still be part of this huge Kiddush Hashem and help the family of this carbon. Really, he, was, he, he risked his life, and, and, and he died al Kiddush Hashem, and, and he created the tremendous Kiddush Hashem, historical. Uh, we, we really appreciate everyone's support at Yis- this time. Yisrael Schwartz is with us, brother-in-law of... Um... Uh, Ruvain Bauman. Uh, the the fund right now is at eight hundred and forty four thousand. So as Yisrael just said, it's certainly within reach over the next few hours to get to the goal and help the family. Um, one other thing I'd like to uh, mention with you uh, on the phone, Yisrael, and that is the um, in addition to everything you mentioned, the outpouring of from around the world, the the Tehillim, and and knowing what was going on in so many different corners of the Jewish globe. Uh, but in addition to that, the personnel, the people that came to search, the people that thought of innovative ways to increase the capability of the search, those who came down to work with the authorities, those who insisted on continuing to look when, frankly, there is nobody who didn't have some notion in their mind that this could be for naught. I'm sure everybody felt a degree of that, and yet they persevered, and they gave of their time and energy, and none of that is simple. And of course, the 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 ultimate result, thank God, was that uh, your brother-in-law's body was discovered. But that whole group of people must have amazed you as you watched that whole thing. Nachum, I have to share with you. You know, my 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 father-in-law was extremely. Uh, 
I don't know what the right word is, but grateful and appreciative that, that Hashem allowed the, the Misaskin people, the ones who didn't stop, the ones who, even when the Coast Guard and the police and, and everyone, really, a lot of the people that were there that were much more experienced, they said what you're doing is something that's impossible to do, to take a little pair of binoculars, however fancy and expensive they are, and look out on a vast ocean, and you have no idea where you're looking, and it could be miles and miles, and to try to, to find something so small that, that could be inside the water, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's almost impossible. Many people are saying you just got to wait. There's nothing you could do. And yet you had hundreds, hundreds of people, people that drove from all over, many of my friends from Baltimore that came, and, and of course the organizations, and I should mention publicly the man Jordan Sloan who was involved in the community there who hired a private helicopter, a private airplane, was about to hire Navy SEALs. They had special dogs. He out of Amamish, out of Chesed, out of his own pocket, to really, really help and coordinate this effort among many organizations. Baruch Ber Bender came with Achiezer, and they had they had a whole coordinated effort of the volunteers. People that told me they walked up and down the beach for hours and hours. I think someone said seven hours in the hot sun, just walking and looking. And 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 it's it's hard. You can't. You don't know when you're going to find what you're going to find. You don't. It's just it's just empty, empty walking. And I know that people got very burnt out. People spent Shabbos away from their families. I I saw them in Shul. These are people that really, really gave. Some of them had no idea, even though they were my friends, they didn't realize, they didn't put the connection between Schwartz and Bauman. And they came out and they, and they gave of themselves to really try to help a fellow Yid, a Rebbe that was in need, that, was, that, that his family didn't know where he, where he was. Everyone was struggling. Then it was a very painful time for the family, I must tell you. I can only imagine, and, and my God. We, we're sitting there. I mean, it, we don't know. We don't know. And, and, and people, and there's this glimmer of hope. They haven't found a body. We don't know. We, we don't know. And, and these people are, are giving of themselves. And I spoke directly to many of them, including the people on the boat that, that, that found him. And, and it was, again, it was Nisim the whole way. Everything came down at the end. And it was a lot of Ashkacha. But I, I feel that it was this, this Achdus and this Chesed and generosity of people's time and efforts bringing their boats down you know, whatever they had to do, hiring jeeps, they, they they were willing to do whatever it took, even though people were telling them what you're doing is mamish impossible. They they explained to these guys that were there, we have a shtadlus to make, and we're going to do it, and the rest is yeah. up to God. And it's and and, 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 that, and the result was unbelievable. The result was just incredible. And and yeah, and I, I had a feeling. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the Sloan family. I had a feeling that Jordan was behind uh, a lot of what you just mentioned. I'm glad, it, no, knowing that he doesn't want the public recognition. I'm glad he's getting it, frankly, uh, because uh, that his family steps up in so many situations for the community down there. And and we can only imagine. And obviously, all we thank God can do is imagine uh, what you and your family and uh, your in-laws and uh, and uh, and Ruvain's children are going through. I mean, for I mean, you know, one thinks about it; it's unfathomable. But uh, the Talmidim as well. Tell me how the how the students of Rabbi Bauman, who seems from the videos and pictures to be the really the epitome of life and the epitome of of um, of of living Torah, uh, I, I can only imagine that they and their parents are devastated as well. So I'll just share with you. Just again, I don't know so many of them. Um, we, my, my wife and I, haven't been uh, often enough. I mean, Baruch Hashem, we were, we were lucky to spend actually that last Shabbos before this happened. We happened to have gone down to Norfolk for July Fourth weekend, and I'll never forget that Shabbos with with uh, the Bauman family. 
But I, I kept hearing over and over again this one line. So many people told us to my father-in-law. They said, you know what? My kid really, really hated school. They had such a hard time going to school. They loved Rabbi Bauman. Yeah. They loved going to be in his class, meant something so special and so different for them. I, 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 it, it's, it's obviously a tremendous, difficult time for the entire community. What he offered and what he brought to the, the Talmudim, as you know, he wrote this kid's book. He was very into teaching kids and really inspiring them, especially his own, by the way. He was great at really bringing his kids to what they, what they needed and what they wanted. But I'm sure that they're going to feel a tremendous loss coming up this year, you know, not having not right. having Rabbi Ruvain Bauman teaching there. It, it was he was very very beloved in the school. I, ha- I had a feeling that would be the account that you'd give us. All right, everybody, uh, let, let's get down to what we really need to do this morning, um, and that is uh, to help the Bauman family. And the charity you'll remember is spelled with a D in this case, right? Charity is spelled with a D. It's charity.com slash Bauman family, charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Bauman family, charity.com slash Bauman family. They continue. I am watching it literally, and it's going up as we are speaking. Uh, They are almost at $845,000. They're trying to get to a million three hours from now by 12 noon Eastern time. All of us together can easily help them achieve this incredible goal, something that'll get the Bauman family at least a start uh, to uh, to help the um, uh, to help the uh, the children and um, and Ruben Bauman's wife go through this whole situation. Uh, charity.com slash Bauman family. Charity.com slash Bauman family. You heard what uh, Israel said earlier. All donations, big and small, are welcome. All of them are uh, are are really collectively going into a campaign that has attracted almost 10,000 people. You sure always should mention that. Did you realize? And I, I'm a little bit familiar with these campaigns. When you see 10,000 donors to a campaign, you know it's a lot of people coming together around the world to to try to help. Okay, good. I, I, I'm not familiar with how, how many usually give to charity, but sounds like a pretty big number yeah. and, and we certainly are glad and I'm, I'm glad that everyone's getting a chance to be part of this mitzvah I mean it's it's it's, it's over close. it's over 9800 at this point which is astounding and just incredible and it should continue to go up all through the uh, the next three hours uh, before 12 noon Eastern time again everybody they're just at almost eight hundred forty five thousand whatever you could do to help charity.com slash Bauman family c h a r i d y dot com Slash Bauman family. Israel Schwartz is Ruvain Bauman's brother-in-law. I thank you for joining us this morning. Okay, Malcolm, before I go, I also want a, a good friend of mine, a fellow who's a brother-in-law of a brother-in-law. Morty Gelfand has been spearheading this campaign, working very, very hard, put it all out on all over the media, spent a lot of his own money, helped create some videos. Just really want to thank him publicly for all his work and all his help in making this happen. And thanking you, of course. I really appreciate you having us on and being a, should be a big schuss. And you should be Tiska Lamitzvahs for helping us with this tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Um, I, I thank you for that. And our best to everybody. We're thinking of everybody. And the Bauman family is synonymous with Kiddush Hashem and with quality Jewish education. And uh, we will do what we can to uh, to get this uh, campaign to where it needs to be over the next few hours. Thank you, Yisrael, for joining us this morning. All right, you're welcome. Take care. Charity.com slash Bauman Family. C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Bauman Family. You are listening to JM in the AM. Doom, bop, bop, doom, bop, bop, doom, bop.
J.M. in the A.M. on this uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. That's the Y studs. Um, a reminder, big day tomorrow here at J.M. in the A.M. 
Rabbi David Bashevkin. You know him from a variety of things. Great author, great speaker, um, great contributor to Mishpacha magazine, great director of education. I hope I have the right title for him uh, at NCSY. Rabbi David Bashevkin in studio tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Join us in the 8 o'clock hour. It should be a very, very interesting conversation. Rabbi David Bashevkin tomorrow. 8 o'clock hour, right here at JM in the AM. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Yimbroch, Le'olam Ba'el. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem, 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 Hashem,
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning uh, as we wrap things up. Rabbi David, that's the wise studs, by the way. Rabbi David Bashevkin joins us tomorrow here at J.M. in the A.M. I'm going to try to uh, be as creative as possible with my topic preparation. <laughs> it should be very interesting, to say the least. Um, yeah, it should be very interesting. Rabbi David Bashevkin, 8 o'clock hour tomorrow morning right here at JMM. Don't forget, Tisha B'Av morning. Uh, they'll dive in Shacharis at the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island at 825. Followed by five presentations about Kinnis and then two more presentations about Tisha B'Av itself. Uh, we'll have all of it for you at NahumSiegel.com on the NSN app. NahumSiegel Network, we'll have it all for you from the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. Uh, for a Tishabov inspirational morning. No doubt it will be uh, as inspiring, if not more, than last year's was. Last year's was a great success. We're looking forward to another very successful and inspiring Tishabov morning. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored. Digital radio around the world on the web I'm on the Nahum Segal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Wednesday here at JM in the AM. Plenty more tomorrow, as I said, among our guests tomorrow, Rabbi David Bashevkin. Eight o'clock hour. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Wednesday till tomorrow. Nahum Segal reminding you: remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.